C.L. Bryant Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge uh, to conversation throughout our great nation. I want to thank uh, all of our friends throughout the nation who, uh, who help us spread the word of that bridge building. And I certainly want to thank um, Red State uh, Talk Radio, our flagship uh, um, radio station, Scott Adams, president over there at uh, Red State Talk Radio. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um, the Red State Talk billboard is above that iconic uh, building, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And every hour on the hour of the C.L. Bryant show, 24 hours a day, pops up right there on that um, billboard in Times Square. a block from where they drop the big ball. I want to thank all of you again for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Um, Friends, in my um, travels, and I have have traveled a lot throughout um, my lifetime. And um, grew up growing up in Louisiana and the type of family that I uh, was in, um, a lot of them were Creoles. Uh, you know, my family has that type of history. Shades of skin don't necessarily enter into the conversation or even the thought pattern because your relatives are every shade of the rainbow, literally. I mean, from smut black, not to doggone near white, I mean white. But we're all kin. We're all related. That's the type of family I came from. It's a Louisiana. Um, it's it's not unusual in Louisiana. Uh, that type of family It's not unusual at all, especially from those of us whose roots run from central to southern Louisiana. Or as mine do. And so. Um, the problem and I think Paul Harvey said it best some years ago. If I was the devil, <laughs> I would divide 
them, speaking of humanity, along color lines. And when you think about it, friends, it is incredibly diabolic because uh, diabolical because there is there is <laughs> nothing any one of us can do about the color of your skin, the texture of your hair. Um, I guess you can do all types of things about your culture and that type of thing, you know, and the way you want to live your life. You can always do something about that. But most of the times you're not really judged on that. You're judged on in, in this in this country, at least the way they want you to believe it, they the the demo, the progressive socialist Marxist want to be able to have a tool that <laughs> will um, be useful in keeping control over the temperature of race. Are you hearing me? Because, yeah, sometimes it just simmers. It all, it's always that, though, the, the fire is always on under that particular topic, right? Oh, yeah, the fire is always on under that particular topic. But um, sometimes it's turned up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's turned up purposely, not because anyone really thinks that the matter at hand is that dire, but the, the people in control of the emotional thermostat, they turn it up. And 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 once they do that, and you react, they know that they're still in control, and they continue to do it. Are you hearing me? They continue to do it. And we continue to take it. And, and and it's it's strange how even though we're individuals, there's no question about that. Each one of us are coming to this world alone, even though you may be a twin. You came here by yourself. You came here naked on your own into this world. You came in by yourself. Scripture says you'll pretty much go out the same way. And uh, you, the same way you came in, you had no knowledge of that. The same way you go out, you have no knowledge of that. You have no knowledge of where you were before you came here, and you really don't understand where you're going after you leave here. We just trust that on faith. Yeah. God says he has prepared a place for us, right? So we didn't know where we were before we got here. We don't know where we're going. Except we accept it on faith. And so here in, in, in this country, We have a great opportunity to take huge, great advantage of um, <laughs> creating uh, an environment, having dominion over what we survey 
And that is important, friends. That is very important. That we analyze that type thing. Tomorrow night, we'll be taking over the war room there at Trump headquarters. Uh, Join us traveling down through Times Square. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not and Red State Talk Radio billboard is above uh, that uh, iconic building. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up on the Red State Talk billboard. Friends, on the line with me now is a friend of mine, someone who I have incredible respect for. And uh, she is the president, founder of the Center for Urban Renewal. Uh, and uh, she is one of the great shakers and movers in this country. Help me welcome back to the show my good friend, Star Parker. Star, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks. So glad that you uh, could be with us today. It's been far too long since we've had a chance to speak. Star, since we last spoke, though, there's been so much that has gone on as far as uh, this administration is concerned. Give us your idea and your opinion on uh, is this a figment of our imagination or is this economy really turning around for America and particularly black folks? Talk to us. Well, we know that the economy is turned around for all Americans and of particular interest is how it's impacted the African-American community, not just with the record low unemployment rates and the rising wages, but how many in the great middle class are starting to put their money on the table to start businesses because of President Trump's Opportunity Zone initiative. Uh, It's incredible to see that the uh, black business community is growing uh, tremendously as a result of us focusing on these 8,700 distressed zip codes. So I'm pretty excited. Most of the people that have been working on these ideas to push freedom into our most distressed zip codes is exciting. And um, the country is going to fare better as a result. I do believe that that is absolutely uh, correct. Star Parker, uh, Center for Urban uh, Renewal uh, in Education, is my guest here today. And Star, I also uh, see that former President Barack Obama is doing his very best to take advantage of that. Is it possible that Obama is jealous of Trump's magic wand that he's waved over the economy? Talk to us. I think the progressives, including Barack Obama, understand what's at stake this coming November. Uh, we, we have been fighting for the heart and soul of this country. If nothing else that Joe Biden has said that is with clarity is that this this election is about the soul of America. And we understand we're going to be biblical and free or we're going to be secular and status. And they understand. And so you're going to see a lot more activity from all of the progressives, including Barack Obama, who really want secular big government control over every aspect of our lives. Uh, they are pushing religion out of the public square, as we saw what recently happened in Virginia, uh, to lock a black pastor who's opening a legislative session to give all of us pause and be concerned. But yes, I'm not surprised that not only would there be some jealousy that President Trump has been able to stimulate the economy and get America moving toward greatness again, but also that he's went into cultural war and that he could also lose the black community uh, the, the progressives could lose a black community as a result of President Trump's efforts to reach into this community. You know, Star, it'd be interesting to have your opinion on uh, the Bloomberg uh, candidacy or whatever you might want to call that. Uh, can a multi, multi 
billionaire uh, like uh, Mike Bloomberg. I've had my eye on him for years now. And uh, Bernie Sanders, give us your take on what the appeal uh, uh, Sanders and then a Bloomberg has on America if they uh, have that type of appeal at all. Talk to us, Star. Well, on uh, Sanders, we've had three generations of, of, of young people, our, our, our society, being indoctrinated that America stacked up against them, that uh, the worldview of the framers, you know, the eternal truth, the limited role of government, the free markets, and the eparibus unum doesn't work for the little guy. And when you send that narrative for three generations, you end up with a whole bunch of millennials and Gen Zs who bought the idea of unfairness, who believe that America is inherently racist and sexist and homophobic to the point that it needs to be transformed. We heard some of this under Barack Obama, and uh, Bernie, um, and, um, uh, Bernie Sanders is just taking it to another level. And when you think about Bloomberg, uh, he's more of a closeted uh, progressive because he's got a patchwork theology. He's bought into ideas of capitalism, uh, promoted ideas of capitalism, has taken true advantage of ideas of capitalism in his own personal life, but at core he's a progressive. So he's attractive to not only the progressives and those that really think that America's unfair to those that have uh, little bits, but he's also you know, attracted to those libertarians and those that on social issues, uh, the religious right makes them uncomfortable. So I wouldn't uh, cast him away. In fact, I actually think he's going to be their candidate. I would not be surprised if we saw Bloomberg and, a, and an Amy Klobuchar and they will just um, narrate away that he's a billionaire based on that he have to be Trump, who also, you know, is is a billion dollars. So I'm not um, I'm not being just dismissive as others that Bloomberg doesn't have a chance. Star Parker, syndicated columnist, president uh, for the Center Center for Urban Re- Renewal in Education, is my special guest. Um, Star, I want you to share with uh, our audience how to get a hold of you and uh, bring you to a place near us. Uh, how do we do that? Well, they can go to urbancure.org. Uh, it is a busy year because it's an election year at, at Cure. And we're not just launching a news talk show with me as the host, but we have a very aggressive plan to go into some of the battleground states through our clergy program. But urbancure.org is the best way to reach me. But I'd also like to ask your audience to buy my new book, uh, Necessary Noise, uh, how Donald Trump has inflamed the cultural war and why this is good news for America. I've written this book specifically for the evangelical, those that are still sitting on the fence, those that really don't understand what's at stake this coming election. I make the case that we're at the critical cross point, similar to the 1850s uh, when Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas had their great debates. And so we must know what's at stake so that we can engage this year so that on top uh, or or ideas of truth uh, when we wake up the next day after election in November, we must have that type of environment to wake up the day after the election day and say that we are still on course to be a biblical and free country. Absolutely. Star, is this president, has this president been a champion uh, of uh, religious freedom, or is that also a figment of uh, some of our imaginations? 
Well, they, the left is um, coming unravel <laughs> because of his efforts on uh, religious uh, liberties. In fact, he is one of the most upstanding and vocal uh, to protect the interests of the church in today's society. When you think about many of the uh, departments now, what used to be faith-based offices are now religious liberty offices, so that if anyone has a complaint all over the country, whether they're a baker, you know, just trying to make some cakes or they're a, a florist just trying to make a flower arrangement, they have recourse in federal law. They have somewhere to go. He is one of the most profound uh, spokespersons for those that are taken seriously, their biblical mandates, as well as Christianity. It is under attack. And uh, like no other president, we've seen uh, an understanding, a deep understanding of the role of not just government, not to involve itself in promoting any particular religion, but the role of religion in a, in a civil society and that those interests need to be protected. He's not just protected them by putting conservatives on the court. He's protected them on colleges by threatening them that if they keep this attack against religious uh, relig- liberties on their campuses, that they can risk losing federal funds. So yes, he's been, I mean, the list is very, very long. Uh, if anyone has any question, they can listen to his presentation at the National Prayer Breakfast. It was just incredible uh, the, the, the commitment that this president has made to make sure that, that not just the Christians have safe space in our country, but that they will be able to be in the public square with their Christianity and their religious beliefs. Star Parker, take one minute to tell us more about how to get a hold of your new book. Well, Necessary Noise is at Amazon with five stars uh, and any other place that they get the book. They might have to ask for it at Walmart because they haven't uh, decided that they're going to carry my new book yet. Or they can just go to StarParker.com and order it there. Uh, but anywhere at their most favorite booksellers will have Necessary Noise. Uh, it's a new release. It came out right as impeachment. So I'm re-releasing at the end of this month uh, to still get the tail end of Black History Month. Uh, impeachment uh, charade uh, kind of got a lot of us off track that we're working on other issues. So if your audience gets Necessary Noise, I would be very, very thankful because I do still want to make a best song in this. Star, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. And thank you again for being on the show with me. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. That was my good friend uh, and colleague, Star Parker, there on the line with me. And it's always, always a great uh, pleasure to have her on. Steve Moore was on with me earlier in the show, economist extraordinaire. And, of course, um, both of them uh, in their own way, uh, preserving this great republic of ours. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a little bit. There's a lot more that we have to talk about here on the C.L. Bryant Show. We're going to take over the war room tomorrow night at uh, Trump headquarters there in uh, D.C. And uh, so... uh, You folks on Twitter, get ready. We're going to do some things there that uh, I certainly hope will keep you informed about what's going on here in this great land of ours. Oh, my. 2020 is shaping up to be a barn burner. I'm CL. Don't any of you go anywhere. I'll be back after these words. And then... Got to explore some things. Be right back. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high our hearts are bowing in reverence cl back with you on this great day in the usa thank you so much for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the cl Bryant show um <laughs> so um you have some behind-the-scene, hanky-panky kind of stuff going on here. Yeah, you do. Um, seems as though the Democrats um, met with Mohammed Javad Zarif during the Munich Security Conference last week. The uh, Federalist attributed the information um, to a specific source. Uh, This guy is designated by the United States, Pompeo said, referring to Zarif's addition. He's the foreign minister for a country that shot down an airliner and has yet to return over the black, to turn over the black box from the airliner. They don't want you to know what's going on. Uh, this is the foreign minister of a country that killed an American on December 27th. This is the foreign minister of a country that is the world's largest state sponsor of terror and the world's largest sponsor of anti-Semitism. Democrats uh, met with him Um, If they met, Pompeo goes on to say, I don't know what they said. I hope they were reinforcing American foreign policy, not their own. And you know it's true. You know they'll do it. (laughs) Not their own. Pompeo's remarks were detailed uh, in a report by the Washington Free Beacon. Um, if, uh, listen, this has been confirmed, uh, of course, by, oh, let's see here. What's the source on that thing? Murphy was he the source of it? Okay. So if we look at how they're going to proceed talking about the Democrats now with the undermining of this president, nothing keeps them from going in the back rooms 
on the, on the phone at late at night or whenever and making their own deals to subvert the really the official government of the United States you do understand that what's happening here is the subversion of the elected governor government of the United States that's what the Democrats have been about doing. They have been subverting the duly elected will of the people. He was placed there to put together an administration, a, a government, if you will, to try and get through policies that will enable America to follow the course set by the commander in chief who was elected. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Friends, listen. That will not stop. The only way and 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 it, the only way to distance it from the president is to vote the lawmakers who are um uh, apart and being used as tools in that subversion, you got to vote them out. That's the only way to stop it. Because if you um, think that it's going to somehow uh, change, no, chaos descends into chaos. That's that's one of the reasons why I uh, have not really embrace the Big Bang Theory because that was chaotic. Uh, that chaos does not create order. No. Uh, order has to uh, take control of chaos and in, in order for it to uh, settle. Order has to take control of the chaos. Chaos does not uh, descend into or, or ascend into order. It only descends into more chaos. Now, Dershowitz, uh, who, of course, is a pariah to liberals these days, but Dershowitz is, is, the, is the epitome of fair and balanced. He's a Harvard Law professor. I'm sure he has uh, the ability to do whatever research he needs to do, may even have a team for that. I'm sure he does. But he discloses something uh, that, again, exposes the hypocrisy of progressive liberals. Dershowitz says Obama asked FBI to probe person for sorrows. Now, here's the story. Harvard professor, um, law professor, Alan Dershowitz, uh, says he has proof. He has proof, which will be disclosed in a lawsuit at some point. You know, this, these uh, attorneys who are uh, 
you know, ambulance chasers and lawsuits. Lawsuits are flourishing all over the place. For a while, you thought that profession of being an attorney was sliding or failing or whatever. But no, it is indeed flourishing, especially if you want to sue somebody. So at some point, uh, he's going to disclose in that lawsuit um, who it was that Obama sick the FBI on. Yeah. Dershowitz um, did not say during the interview with uh, Breitbart News who the target of the investigation may have been, commenting that uh, he's not prepared to disclose it now. Now, this, I, you see, for critics, this they'll say, well, you know, that's exactly what Al, Adam Schiff did. Adam Schiff said he had proof of all of this stuff, but he never came across with it, right? He just said that to muddy the water. Now, uh, I have to point out a difference in what I have seen with Adam Schiff and uh, the likes of uh, an Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> First of all, uh, I think we can, if Dershowitz says this, I believe that we can pretty much trust this, that there is proof that Obama used the FBI. He sick them on somebody. He probed them for George Soros. That's listen, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I would love to hear who it was, why it was. Obama did what he did. Used the FBI to probe a private citizen for George Soros. Is Dershowitz just talking here? I don't think so. I don't think so. So he's got my attention. Because talk about the hypocrisy. <laughs> Trump never did anything like that, did he? Oh, but the FBI evidently was abusing its power in that deep state, shadowy go government, shadow government that the FBI had going on before Trump became president. And if you can see clearly, you will see that one of the reasons why Peter Strzok had to put together some type of insurance policy was because this was to be continued under the Hillary Clinton administration. Hillary Clinton was to become president of the United States, and her duty was to make sure that all of the pieces that were in place remained in 
place, meaning that the FBI could continue to conduct its uh, clandestine probing of American citizens, as was begun and ordered, according to Alan Dershowitz, who's saying that he's going to release some things here that will prove that. Now, according to Dershowitz, he has proof that Obama knew about this culture of the FBI being used to uh, promote the deep state. Who was it, we wonder, that it could have been that Obama ordered this probe of. Dershowitz said there was there has been a great deal of White House control over the Justice Department, including and during the late President John F. Kennedy's administration. But I don't think he was very uh, he saw very many liberal professors arguing against that. No, you wouldn't. The difference is that Donald Trump is much more overt about his influence on the DOJ with his tweets and Obama, who whispered to the Justice Department. Trump could also, under the Constitution, according to Dershowitz, make a decision to really control the Justice Department, said Dershowitz now, including deciding who to prosecute or not, but added that he shouldn't do it. Wow! Did you hear what I said? Dershowitz says that the president of the United States has the authority constitutionally to have the type of control over the Justice Department as to be able to say who will be prosecuted and who will not. When we talk about the awesome power of the presidency, that is part of it. But Dershowitz warns that he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't do it. He shouldn't exercise that power. It hasn't been done since Thomas Jefferson, according to Dershowitz. Thomas Jefferson did do it. We've seen this throughout our history. Jefferson, um, uh, of course, um, dissuaded the Justice Department from taking action against um, several considered to be political cronies. That's a whole different show. But it does tell us that through the years, Fads may change. Technology may change. Jefferson's day, you had horse-drawn carriages. Uh, Now, you know, we um, have bullet trains. But we're still the same people. We still have the same desires to further agendas. And 
So it is with presidents. It just depends on whose side you're on. In this case, I happen to be on the president's side. (laughs) You know, no doubt about it. And friends, uh, today's guest we had on the show with us, um, economist Steve Moore was on with us and uh, Star Parker uh, was on with us, activist, um, president, founder of the Center uh, for Herbal, Urban Renewal and Education. Star Parker was on with us. Both of them always insightful and riveting. And certainly love to uh, talk to both of them whenever I get a chance. Um, Also, friends, you pay close attention to what's going on as far as criminal justice reform, prison reform is concerned. First Step Act initiatives, um, the president has taken um, full control of that narrative, you know, and people like to say, well, you know, Trump is acting more like a Democrat than a Democrat. No, he's not. I want to talk about that when I come back. I mean, these policies uh, are policies that Democrats usually uh, take on. No, they're not. They're, they're policies that Democrats usually talk at. It's a lot of difference between take on and talk at. Huge, huge differences in that. And the Democrats, all they know how to do is yak. They don't know how to act. A-C-T. They yak Y-A-K, but they don't act A-C-T. T-C-B. They don't take care of business. The Democrats do not. Talk a good game, though. And, uh, you know, those of you who believe in utopia, and as I've said to you yesterday or day before, whenever it was that I said to you, I do say this around the country. If you believe that utopia exists, then you don't know the meaning of utopia. It doesn't exist anywhere, never has. Uh, There are good feelings that... um, we have sometime and you experience euphoria uh, and you know all of you who are in that uh, special other relationship you know the euphoria but uh, there can never be a utopia Uh, We'll talk about uh, the Dems, um, Summer saying uh, the president and some of the things that he does resembles more the Democrats than the Republicans. And we'll talk about uh, that when we return. I'm C.L., this is the C.L. Bryant Show, home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show coming up uh, here in just a few seconds. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life, you thought I was worth 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Now, um, Democrats, I told you earlier in the show, are absolutely scared to death when we look at um, the demographic that is shifting right now in the voting blocks structures historically when it comes to minority vote. And um, Trump, I believe, is going to shatter the um, hopes and future dreams of Democrats by not only recapturing the White House and this time, this four years, he will name perhaps two more. Supreme Court justices. That scares liberals to death. All that. That is something that, uh, listen, drastic measures would they take to prevent such a thing. But also what frightens them most is things that occur, uh, venues that occurred like on October 4th at the White House, in the East Room. You have these young, black, Latino people at a leadership summit. And the president addresses this event (laughs) if you are any type of democrat leadership especially now listen especially if you are the congressional black caucus just be truthful just be honest with us now doesn't this scare you to death (laughs) this this is your worst nightmare it scares you to death now after listening to President Donald Trump's State of the Union address 
um, speech. CNN analyst, you recall this, Van Jones, um, said it was a big wake-up call for the Democrats. Uh, and, 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 you know, Van didn't stop there. He went on to say this was a warning shot across the bow of us Democrats that he's going after enough black votes to cause us problems. Now, I said this yesterday. I forget who I was talking to. Oh, yeah. Dr. Uh, Linda Lee Tarver yesterday on the show. We were saying this. That if Jones, if Van Jones sees this happening and uh, Van Jones, friend of friend of Prince. Yeah, him and him and Prince were good buddies. Uh, But if Van sees this happening. You know that other Democrats see it happening, too. And they are afraid of this. It is likened unto a warning shot fired across the bow of us Democrats. He's going after enough black votes to cause us problems. Meaning, if they cause problems, there are seats to be lost. Without the black vote, Democrat Party knows that. And what does that mean for the Republican Party? Oh, oh, there are seats to be gained because many Republican uh, candidates and there are many black Republican candidates that are now finding the way to vote Republican. Yeah, And saying, hey, I don't care what you say. I'm voting my pocketbook. Doesn't that make sense? That's what I was taught. Vote your pocketbook, son. That's what daddy said when I uh, went to register to vote. And I got back home with my voter registration card and all of that kind of thing. Uh, Daddy's first Advice to his newly registered voting 18-year-old son. Vote your pocketbook, boy. Vote my pocketbook. Yeah. Vote for the person who wants to put you in a position to put money in your pocketbook. Vote your pocketbook, your wallet. He called it his pocketbook. (laughs) But vote your wallet. And listen, this is what scares. uh, This is don't you know that this is why Barack Obama is doing everything he can to claim credit for uh, this economy? It's because people generally, except when it was came to Obama, and you can name just about any other, well, you know, any other president, uh, Democrat president, except when it came to Obama, black folks sure didn't vote their pocketbook. 
No! Black unemployment was high, and black youth unemployment was astronomical. Yeah. Because there weren't any jobs. There was growth, little, slow, uh, creepy growth, but there weren't any people were out of work. I mean, if you wanted to flip a hamburger, yeah, you could you could flip a hamburger, but you know, it was a, everything was dead end. Even the guy flipping the hamburger now, I mean, shoot, he has to make room for somebody else. He, isn't, he must move up. You must move up into assistant manager. <laughs> and you must move up. That's how that's what growth means. Growth means that makes space for other people. That's what economic growth means. We had uh, my good buddy Steve Moore on with me earlier today. And when we talk about he's the founder, he was the founder of Club for Growth. Star, Star Parker was on with me. She understands how the, the, the free market works in favor of those who will take advantage of it. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's who she was. And so, my fellow Americans, the words still ring down through the annals of time and history. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And that is... The essence of patriotism. You know, I asked the question uh, some days ago with uh, Peter Vicenzi, our uh, press secretary at Freedom Works. We asked the question: Could the movie Glory, you know, with Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, uh, Matthew Broderick, could that movie be made today? And um, we came to the conclusion that it couldn't. Now, the movie was made 30 years ago, 30 years ago. And between now and then, and between then and now, we have seen something called political correctness just run amok to a point where a, uh, a an academy award winning film i think it won 3 academy award awards and um it was nominated 5 times won 3 of them and denzel and morgan 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 and denzel were just absolutely brilliant in the film, and, and you know, both of them are well. Morgan certainly a lib. Denzel, um, I don't think not so much. And Matthew Broderick was great as the you know the white officer in charge of the colored troops. But do you know that movie probably could not be made today because of political correctness? What has then happened between then? And now, what has changed in this country between then and now? Think about that. And then ask yourself, have you been a victim 
of that politically correct jargon that has poisoned so many of the minds of America and has weakened the DNA of our young people till they find themselves in corners and places on college campuses called safe zones. Friends, opportunity in America is knocking everywhere and Trump is going to shatter the Democrats with um, the black vote turning in his direction. Now, there is a homecoming that is about to awaken black people to who they are. Um, And you're going to see the effects of that here in this 2020 election. It was the party of Lincoln that freed those who were in physical shackles. And it will be, and it is the party of Lincoln and Trump who has taken off the shackles of economic repression from those who have entrepreneurial spirits in this country. And now everyone Red, yellow, black, and white have an opportunity to experience the American dream. Hey, you do it. Go for it. Get your piece of the American pie by exercising who you are, your talents, your time, your energy, your mind. God bless this country and God bless anyone who goes for its benefits. Thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another day and want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And I'm CL and may God bless you all. Thank you. Trusted Voices of Truth.